that my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and the lifting up of my hands being evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 31 on page 375 In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me, make haste to deliver me. And be thou my strong rock and house of defense, that thou mayest save me. For thou art the strong rock and my castle, be thou also my guide, and lead me for thy name's sake. Draw me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Unto thy hands I commend my spirit, for thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, thou God of truth. I have hated them that hold of lying vanity, and my trust hath been in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, and hast known my soul in adversities. Thou hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy, but hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble, and mine eye is consumed for very heaviness, yea, my soul and my body. For my life is waxen old with heaviness, and my years with mourning. My strength faileth me because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I became a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and they of mine acquaintance were afraid of me. They that did see me without conveyed themselves from me. I am clean forgotten as a dead man out of mind. 
I am become like a broken vessel. For I have heard the blasphemy of the multitude and fears on every side, while they conspire together against me and take their counsel to take away my life. But my hope hath been in thee, O Lord. I have said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of thy enemies, and from them that persecute me. Show thy servant the light of thy countenance, and save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be confounded, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the ungodly be put to confusion, and be put to silence in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which cruelty disdainfully and despitefully speak against the righteous. O oh, how plentiful is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, and that thou hast prepared for them that put their trust in thee, even before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the covet of thine own presence from the plotting of men, and thou shalt keep them secretly in thy tabernacle from the strife of tongues. Thanks be to the Lord, for he has showed me marvelous great kindness in a strong city. But in my haste I said, I am cast out of thy sight, of thine eyes. Nevertheless thou heardest the voice of my prayer when I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth them that are faithful, and plenteousness rewardeth the proud doer. Be strong, he shall establish your heart, all ye that put your trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth chapter of the book of Ezra. Then the prophet Haggai and Zechariah the son of Iddo, prophets, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel, who was over them. So Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josadak, rose up and began to build the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, helping them. This is a copy of the letter that Tatnai sent, the governor of the region beyond the river, and Shethar Boznai and his companions, the Persians who were in the region, beyond the river, to Darius the king. They sent a letter to him in which was written thus, To Darius the king, all peace. Let it be known to the king that we went into the province of Judea, to the temple of the great God, which is being built with heavy stones, and timber is being laid in the walls, and this work goes on diligently and prospers in their hands. Then we asked those elders, and spoke thus to them, Who commanded you to build this temple, and to finish these walls? We also asked them their names, to inform you that we might write the names of the men who were chief among them. And thus they returned us an answer, saying, We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and completed. 
But because our fathers provoked the God of heaven to wrath, he gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this temple and carried the people away to Babylon. However, in the first year of Cyrus, the king of Babylon, King Cyrus issued a decree to build this house of God. Also, the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple that was in Jerusalem and carried into the temple of Babylon, those King Cyrus took from the temple of Babylon, and they were given to one named Cheshbazar, whom he had made governor. And he said to him, Take these articles, go, carry them to the temple site that is in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt on its former site. Then the same Sheshbazar came and laid the foundation of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. But from that time even until now, it has been under construction, and it is not finished. Now, therefore, if it seems good to the king, let a search be made in the king's treasure house, which is there in Babylon, whether it is so that a decree was issued by King Cyrus to build this house of God at Jerusalem, and let the king send us his pleasure concerning this matter. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him, throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest, and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, 
and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul rose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine, to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. 
and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without thee, grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee, both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick th thoughts about tonight's lessons. You know, the story of Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus when he was so violently opposed to the early church and how he immediately converts is, you know, is worthy of reflection and study. You know, Saul was very devout and very committed to God. And as a result, he had was studied the scriptures thoroughly and understood them far better than any of us could ever hope to understand the, the Old Testament. But it's interesting that in order to persecute the church the way he did, he had to engage them in arguments he had to understand what they were saying he knew of what the the early church was preaching the thing is he rejected it utterly he understood what they were saying but he could not conceive how they were telling the truth he was he had to be certain that what they were t saying was a lie that it was a heresy that this rabbi named Jesus could not have come back from the dead. So everything they're saying must be false because it did not conform to his view. And his view was that God had promised Israel a Messiah who would come and fix everything that had gone wrong because of the sins of Israel. That because the people had not remained steadfast in the faith because they had abandoned the commandments because they had worshiped these other gods the temple was destroyed they were carried away into captivity and god's grace allowed them to come back rebuild the temple but it was never as glorious as it was they were always a thereafter a vassal state of greater you know, regional powers and eventually Rome. And 
Saul believed in this coming Messiah who had set things right because of people like himself remain committed to the law. God would come reward Israel for its renewed faith and its adherence to the law and bring about a Messiah, one who would deliver them from all their enemies, who would set them up in a glorious kingdom that was so blessed by God through this Messiah that all the other Gentile nations would recognize Yahweh as the true God of all creation through his chosen people there on Israel. That was his view of what the Messiah was. And this idea that the Messiah had come, had died on the cross, he just not, he, it did not conform to his worldview. Until he was on the road to Damascus, he was blinded by this revelation of who Jesus is. Jesus shows forth his divinity and makes very clear that he and the church are one in a sense, that they are the body of Christ and that Saul's persecution of a church is a persecution of God himself. And this changes everything for, for Saul because now he knows this very important aspect that God himself had died on the cross and risen again on the third day. This thing that everyone had been preaching about and teaching. This thing that he was, he was absolutely certain was a heresy and false. He realized it was true. And he was the one who was incorrect. And that reoriented everything that he understood about who God is and who the Messiah was and is indeed in his life. So this changes everything for Saul. And so this has to change everything for us as well, that there will be people who have heard the gospel preached. They understand certain parts of it. They won't understand everything as well as, as, as Saul did, but they have heard the message preached to them and it's never taken root. It's never been there for them until they have that experience of meeting Jesus himself. And if we are truly the body of Christ as the church, we have the potential of being that moment for others to encounter Jesus for that first time, for that transformative time. If we live out our lives with as much joy and 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 peace that Jesus offers if we live as if the gospel is true then we would have always a transformative a chance to transform everyone we come in, in contact with and show them what it means to live out and manifest the kingdom and put to an end to this notion of it being a merely earthly thing as Saul used to think. And this is, you know, emphasized in our Old Testament lesson where we see 
this this hope that Saul had of having this earthly kingdom that everyone would recognize. We see what a fool's errand it is, where we have this this the the story of these overseers seeing them rebuilding the temple that was authorized by the previous king and they don't know anything about it and they have to write a letter to figure out what's going on you have the 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 right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing one king's decrees aren't remembered and they have to go search through the the documents to see if this was in fact true it means anytime we place our hope in kings and princes it's always going to be temporary at best it will be for a short time and the 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 key is to keep doing what we're doing keep loving jesus and keep living out the kingdom and just keep going forward and doing what we're supposed to do just some thoughts about today's lessons we'll continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590 Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Lord, all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. You too. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a good evening. Bye. Bye.